Well, hey everybody, welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. Uh, I'm Pastor Craig, I'm here with Pastor Justin. Hey Craig. And we are talking about verses that aren't verses. So do you want to jump into our saying today? Verses that aren't verses. Verses that aren't verses. Yeah, why don't you drop us the verse that's not a verse. So the verse that's not a verse for today is the phrase, be true to yourself. Are you sure that's not in the Bible? I, I'm pretty sure it's not in the okay. Bible. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. I thought I was trying to think of a joke for this one, and I've yeah. got nothing. Oh, okay. All right. I th- I've just given up on part four of it's our series. It's a good start. People are turning this off now. I've got no dad jokes. In. Okay. Be true to yourself. All right. Um, <laughs> where does it come from? Okay. Where does it come from first? If it's not in the Bible, where is it from? Okay. So um, the phrase, the meaning of the phrase has a, a whole rabbit hole of, of history to it that's uh, far beyond my level of expertise. But the first appearance, as I understand it, of the phrase in these certain words, if you will, mm-hmm. is in Hamlet, actually. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, there's a character in Hamlet where Shakespeare has um, you know, this character giving advice. I believe it's to his son. So the character is giving advice to his son, and one of the pieces of advice that he gives his son sounds great to us, right, in 2022. Uh, to thine own self be true. Mm. To thine own self be true. In other words, act in a way that corresponds to who you are. Or to put it negatively, do not act in a way that violates your sense of self. Yeah, that um, sounds yeah. like a good thing. I mean, yeah. that sounds like something we would tell people to, you know, encourage them to give them some clarity about yes. where they're going. Uh, but are there any any dangers you see to that, or yeah. any positives you see to it? So to try and get underneath uh, what this particular character in Shakespeare is saying, because I think for many of us we've heard this in different ways or we've seen it on coffee mugs or you know you've heard people throw it around is um there's roots in 18th 19th 20th century philosophy um that i love how this author summarized it um i am not an expert in philosophy and so this is so helpful it's just a kind of an overview that i think is used in a way that uh, normal people can understand it so here's here's what it says um One author put it like this, everyday life, he's describing, this author is describing this way of thinking, uh, be true to yourself. Everyday life is characterized by inauthenticity. And in our ordinary busyness and social conformism, we're refusing to take responsibility for our own lives. While in throwing ourselves into socially approved activities and roles, we disown ourselves and spin a web of self-deception in trying to avoid facing up to the truth about what we are. This picture of inauthentic existence is contrasted with a vision of a way of living that does not slide into the self-loss and self-deception. Such a life is, using the term found in these two philosophers, I won't bore you. This is is termed as authentic. Authenticity suggests the idea of being true to yourself, of owning up to who you really are. So in essence, okay. what he's saying is there's a principle of authentic, uh, of, called authenticity in philosophy, has existentialist roots. And uh, philosophers who are proponents of this say, that people who live their lives just trying to conform to the societal norms, limitations, standards, that you are basically, you know, conforming to oppression. You're, you're living your life in such a way that you aren't being true to your authentic self. And authenticity, 
demands that you take off those limitations and that you instead uh, choose to live in a way that's in accordance with your true sense of self. So, so kind of rise above the normal yes. uh, expectations yes. of your life. Yes. And don't worry about what other people think. Yep. Don't worry about what they normally do, but just do what's, what's right for you. Is that kind of what they're saying? Yes. And I think for every one of these verses that aren't verses, what we're trying to do is um, highlight some of the ways where there's grains of truth in what we're saying. Sure. So the, this... The, the grain of truth in this, or I think where well-meaning people might say, hey, be true to yourself, and we don't need to you know, beat them over the head with a club, is, um, metaphorically, of course. Um, Good. Yeah. Is, it like, for example, peer pressure, right? I think many people, if you think back to when you're, you were a kid, or if you're a parent, how you train your kids, and you talk to them about peer pressure, there are pressures that being in a culture or in a group that people might try and press you to conform to a specific pattern, yeah, yeah. right? Like, hey, we're, everybody else is doing this. Right. The, the, everybody else has this. Why don't you have this? And what we would say is a good thing is, no, just because there are norms, right? Just because there are ways that society is trying to pressure you to become something or someone, that doesn't mean you should do that, right? Right. So I think a well-meaning person saying, hey, be true to yourself in that context. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, don't just do what pleases, you know, that group of people over there. Like, don't just live for the approval of those others. Right. So there's a truth to it. So kind of like my mom would say, if all your friends are jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Like, no. No. rise above that. Right. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself (laughs) and don't jump off the bridge, right? But I mean, there's there's words of wisdom there, right? To avoid avoid peer pressure. But... I, I think there's a lot of positives we can see in that, right? Because we know that we live as Christians in a in a sinful world. Yeah. And so there are things we need to avoid. But yes. are there any sort of dangers that we need to look out for? So yeah. like, why why shouldn't I put this on my coffee mug and wear this? Yeah, on my so t-shirt? here's here's why I think the phrase is ultimately harmful and deceptive. Um, so if we kind of trace the meaning of this, this this uh, idea, this principle of authenticity and philosophy, it undergoes like a series of evolutions. And different thinkers pick up on it, and they they describe how uh, human beings have this inner self, this true self, and it's like this seed inside of you that has all this potential. Okay. And the problem is that here comes society, in particular Western society, with all of its norms, with all of its expectations. And at many points in history, those norms and expectations are often associated with the Christian influence on Western society. Right, sure, yeah. And so all of these limitations that have been placed on man, these, uh, you know, stereotypes even, they might even say, are unhelpful, unnatural, and what would be best for you to do is to give yourself to finding and discovering who is the true self that's inside of you, throw aside those limitations, and then ultimately live in a way that actualizes who you truly are on the inside. Yeah. Okay, so what we just summarized there, if that's confusing, just think of almost every Disney movie you've seen in the past, you know, sure. little bit of time. Sure, right? sure. Moana, you a Moana fan? Moana I actually fan? watched Moana last night. Wow. Yeah, with my kid, yeah. Are you about to tell with me that Moana's kid? bad? With your kid? Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you sure? It was just not. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't paying as much attention as I was, but you know. 
Yeah. No, so Moana, I love Moana. It's a great movie. Right. You know, but, but here's the story of Moana. She, you know, grows up and has this sense of inner calling to the ocean. Yes. Right. It calls her. It calls her. Right. Don't sing on us, Craig. I'll, you know, I'll okay. hold back. And the ocean's calling out to her from within. And the problem Moana keeps facing is her parents, they just keep getting in the way of what's truly on the inside, right? Her parents are just these restrictors. They want placing... to stay safe, stay yep. on the island. Yep. And the whole plot line, I'll save, you know, I'll save the details, but the whole plot line is moving towards if Moana would just listen to the voice inside of her, right. be true to herself, it will unlock freedom and save her people. Right. right. So listen to yourself, not listen to your parents. Right. Fro- right. Frozen. Okay. Right. Uh, the whole story of Frozen. Again, we, we, we watch Frozen all the time. Great movie. Okay. Sweet. Silly. Um, but Frozen, the whole plot line is there's uh, a hero who isn't seen as a hero initially, but as a monster because she has these powers. And her true inner self has these c- capabilities everybody's afraid of. And so her parents, you know, conceal, don't feel. Lock her away. Right. Lock her away. Put gloves on her. They're restricting, you know. And the whole plot line and the heroic triumph is when the queen, Queen Elsa, throws aside all those limitations and lets it go. Yeah. Right. No right, no wrong, no rules for me. I'm free. Yep. Okay, there you go. Yep. And so the the plot line that's being pushed and trained ingrained in our children is this idea that outside influences and restrictions and conforming to those patterns bad listening to the true inner voice on the inside. Right. And and pay, pay no attention to maybe even the wisdom of yes. you know your parents or previous generations or people yeah. around you who have experience things that you haven't and maybe have good reasons for guiding you in the way that you go right yes yes. i I do agree that it would be a very boring movie if moana just stayed on the island but i understand where you're going (laughs) i like you know the the plot plot goes you know what mom and dad you're you're, right i'll just stay here i'll just stay here (laughs) there'd be no maui there'd be no crab that's you know collecting anyway miss a lot of good songs all right so um here's how that then gets harmful here's how that principle you work itself out here's how it gets harmful so here's the thing about humans. As much as we want to say, hey, uh, don't worry about what others think of you yeah. and the box, the societal box that the culture has prepared for you. Put that aside. You be you. Live your truth. Be true to yourself. As right. much as our society would like to say that, we so crave affirmation. We so crave acceptance and so though we attempt to say those things, our actual crave for affirmation and acceptance will push us as humans to project out to others just how much we are being true to ourselves. Right. <laughs> and so in a display of how we're being true to ourselves and throwing aside the norms and the, the expectations that society places on us, what we do is then find ways to tell other people in seeking affirmation from them that we are being true to ourselves. Look how, look how unique I am. Look how individual I am. Look how different I am. Correct. And I want you to praise that because if I was truly unique and individual and and pushing for that, right. You'd be alone, right? If you didn't really care what other people thought, you want to live in a way that didn't matter. And then you add into that, you sprinkle into that, the phenomenon of social media, social media. Mm. And what we now have 
is a platform where very clever algorithms put each of us into these little bubbles. Yeah. These pockets, these communities, these digital communities where the other people who are in that bubble like the things that we like. Yeah. Click on the things that we click on. Watch the things that we watch. And so therefore, we post about ourselves and project out to others ourselves living out our true authentic selves. And in a sad, ironic twist, we end up conforming our lives into the societal box that our particular group has created for us in desperate search for likes, comments, messages. And there are people right now who are living with anxiety, who are living depressed, dissatisfied, like absolutely just overwhelmed, wanting to be liked and affirmed and approved. And so they start doing things in order to get affirmation from their, their peer, their group online. Yeah, that your new, your new people. You trade one camp for another, one camp's expectations for another camp. Ex- exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's now let me show myself. And, and I just say that's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. So to the person who you're expending all of this energy just to try and prove to other people just how much you are being true to yourself or, you know, actualizing this identity that's deep down on the inside. And so you have this need to post about it and tell others about it and obsess over likes over it and do things just to try and like get the affirmation that honestly, that only God can provide for you. We're social people, right? So you can, you can live for yourself, but you can't truly live for yourself apart from others. Like we're always going to be looking for a group. We're always going to be looking for approval. We're always going to be looking for a place for us to fit in as well. We're going to be looking for acceptance from somewhere, whether it's from other people, you know, not, not really within ourselves. But you're saying we should turn that focus towards, towards God. Yes. So I think the biblical alternative to be true to yourself is, is ultimately be true to God. And I think that's the scriptural precedent. Um, I, in the morning times, I use this little prayer app. Um, in the mornings, it has some guided prayers. Uh, and I use it while I walk my dog in the mornings and I get up. And uh, one of the phrases that every morning I pray is, God, help me to be true to you. Mm. Help me to be true to you. And and here's here is the alternative to living your life trying to project out to others just how unique and authentic you're living and trying to get the affirmation from them. The alternative is to trust in a God who sees you as you are, who really does know you in the secret places of your heart. Like the, the idea of a true self, I think in scripture especially in the Psalms, it talks about the secret place of the heart. Yeah. It, it, authenticity is not a bad thing. We're not anti-authenticity. Um, the Bible is one of the most real books in, in history. I mean, just raw and rugged, not trying to hide things, not trying to hide emotions. Yeah. God sees us as we are. But what God wants for us is not for us to just, you know, all the parts that are broken about who we are. God doesn't just want us to just push into that and just, all the more give ourselves over to that, but God has something greater for us. Um, Truth isn't found ultimately by looking deep down inside of me. It's found by looking outside of me to God. It's by fixing my eyes up on him. Um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says, I am the truth. 
Yeah. And he says, the truth is going to set you free. The truth is a person. Yeah. And so looking to him. Uh, and so maybe, Craig, read that Ephesians 4 passage, because uh, I yeah. think it's helpful in having this conversation about the self. Who, who are we ultimately, and what's the biblical response to be true to yourself? Yeah, Ephesians 4, starting verse 20 says, But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So the command here is to put off the old self, which is our former manner of life apart from Christ. Um, To put off your old self is in essence to say um, the nature that every human being shares regardless of who you are, we're all born in sin, all of us. Our default mode, we come with a default setting, just like your cell phone does, and our default mode is opposition to God's ways. And Paul says, take that old self off uh, daily through repentance, confession, through meditating on God's word. Put off your old self uh, and to instead be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self. Uh, that what God has for us is not, hey, just become more of who you are. What he has for us is, no, become more like Jesus. And the beautiful thing is, as we become more like Jesus, we'll become more and more the people God created us to be, who who our maker made us to be. And the beautiful thing is, this isn't an identity you have to achieve or prove to others. It's an identity that's received. Yeah. So in contrast to the person who's trying to project out to their subset, their digital community or their friend group, uh, their fraternity or sorority, instead of trying to project out to others, look, I really am this person. Look how the, the way, the clothes I wear, the haircut I have, the, the way I, I carry myself, look, the music I listen, look how much I am this true self. That's exhausting. That's like living your life like the entire thing is a performance and you're always on stage and someone is always nitpicking and judging and you're just living for the applause, you know, at the end. And you know, and you know how much you're trying to put up and project this image. And so it always feels like, oh, I'm not the real thing. Yeah. I'm not the real deal. Whereas Jesus offers us a completed identity in him, a peaceful existence following after him. That's right. It's, it's received as a gift. He calls you son, daughter, and it's a new self that he gives to us. And then just finally, just as a way of illustrating and hopefully summing this up, the idea of be true to yourself, um, I think of a GPS. So uh, if you are heading somewhere and you just, you know what, you think, I think I've been there before. I'm pretty sure I know how to get there. Yeah. And you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put my phone away. I'm not even going to look at the maps and I'm just going to instead go, you know, based on what I think is right. And so you yeah. make turns and you get off on the exit you think you should get off at. And maybe there's a traffic jam. So you say, I think I know a shortcut and you end up in completely the wrong place. Right. right? And you're standing there in the parking lot in that moment. You don't say what's wrong. Like this place should be here right now. <laughs> like I, I'm going to, I'm going to like peacefully protest that this building is not right. where I feel like it should be. No, right? That building exists objectively. There is a place that you are supposed to be heading to. And your feelings and your sense of what is the right way is 
capable of being wrong. But uh, GPS, a standard way of looking outside of yourself to observe, no, this is where it actually is. At this longitude and this latitude on planet Earth, that building is here, no matter how you feel. And in a similar way, the truth is not something that exists inside of us in our feelings. It is an objective reality outside of us. Yeah. So we're not trying to to find ourselves or find our way to our true selves. But what the Bible calls us is to be renewed in our our minds, put on the new self that Jesus has given to us, Mm -hmm. live in the manner worthy of the call, live like Jesus and really find him and his call for our life and in the process find ourselves in him find our identity in christ along the way that's the that's the kicker i couldn't put it any better well i uh, appreciate y'all listening to this episode of the city rev life podcast we hope this was helpful uh for you uh hopefully you have a friend maybe uh someone that you could share this with that you think might benefit from it we would love that and uh, until then we will see you on the next episode thank you for joining us on city rev life You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our CityRev Church app. Have a great day.